you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It's me, Jay Pack, and it's Sin City Steve. And we're here with you. Uh, our other guys are not here, and um, they hopefully we'll be back next week. Hopefully, I'll be back 100%. I'm still battling my own little cold here, but um, hey, it is what it is, right? Is that time definitely, definitely. <laughs> on assignment, <laughs> right? Um, all right, y'all. So, this is our three count. And uh, first off, if you're watching us live, feel free to throw your comments into the comment box YouTube, live, Twitch, or Facebook. And we will love to hear them. We'll also shout it out as well. I'm sure you have some good points because we definitely don't know anything. All we're doing is chatting, talking wrestling. So oh yeah, please join. And um, if you are not watching us live and you downloaded the podcast, we appreciate that as well. All right. So we got three good topics. This is our three counts. So uh, let's get to it. It's time. <laughs> Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, and here's our first count. One. CM Punk, AEW, and talk about contract buyout. Boy, did I, did I leave the A out of the uh, the about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? That's a quick fix, right? You know, well, they're, they're they're talking about it. <laughs> you know, there you go. See, there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Um, Contract buyout, and this is uh, that's coming from Wrestling uh, Observer Figure Four Online. So this is just kind of how it reads. It says that AEW and CM Punk are in talks to buy out the remaining years on his contract, according to Dave Meltzer. Uh, the news comes less than two months after Punk, A Steel, and Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were involved in that backstage fight following Punk's comments about the Bucks, Omega, and other September's all-out post-event press conference. Now, Meltzer said that neither Punk or AEW commented or, or denied the story. Now, Meltzer wrote that AEW and Punk were, were talks about in the future, but, quote, it looks doubtful he will be back. Those with close knowledge of the situation said they were in talks with Punk about a buyout of the remaining years of his contract, which tells you that they are not looking to bring him back. The holdup right now is said to be a non-compete uh, period, end quote. Now, he wrote that the non-compete is obviously because of WWE, as they are the only other group that can pay him what he would ask for. And Punk is currently injured uh, from his all-out match for John Moxley, however, with no public timetable for which he could return. So the length of the uh, disputed non-compete was not included. Now, Meltzer pointed out that there is no lock. WWE would want Punk. No, no lock? Okay. I'm just reading. <laughs> uh, there's no lock. WWE would want Punk back, even with Paul Levesque on the streak of surprise returns, noting they turned down having Punk return before, despite Fox wanting them to do so. 
and AEW has yet to publicly state anything related to the fight with Tony Khan refusing to answer questions when asked. It's assumed that Omega and the Bucks were suspended following the fight while Punk is injured and he can't return to action anyway. It's unclear if he'll be suspended despite that. Uh, finish up by Sam Punk. Omega and Bucks were all stripped off their titles on a post all-out edition of Dynamite without being mentioned by name or why titles were stripped from them to begin with. Still, the backstage producer and close friend of Punk was released earlier this week in the latest development in a situation that has been slow-moving and without a lot of answers. And Punk debuted for AEW on August 20, 2021 at Chicago United Center after nearly eight years away from pro wrestling. Returned to the ring a few weeks against Darby Allen. Okay. Ah, Sin City Steve. So apparently, you know, they are, uh, you know, let me just say this. Matt Michaels was never really uh, a fan of punk. Of course not. <laughs> Hold up. All right. Sorry. And, um, but part of his reasons is he always felt that it was, it was more about his ego. Um, and you know, he don't care about anybody else but him, despite the fact that he makes it seem like it's more than that. What is your take though? And the reason why I mentioned that up and mention that because not only did I read the story that I'm reading here, but I also read, I didn't add this to it, but I had read that someone made a response about a, uh, a fan, I guess Jericho had liked a comment from a fan that had said something about the the idea of, of CM Punk really not seem not to be liked or whatever. I can find that quote while you're giving your uh, explanation, but it just seems like uh, this whole idea of what we were expecting to get from Punk and having him here, it doesn't seem like it sort of came out the, the whole plan that it was meant to be. I mean, what's your take on that? The best laid plans, huh? Yeah, yeah. it uh, didn't quite pan out. Um First off, I do have to point out something that was said in our Twitch chat uh, by American Bam Bam. He says, there ain't an amount of money that contract is worth to Tony K. He'd pay that punk punk for a decade to keep him out of WWE. Um, so here's the thing. I, I agree. Um, yeah, it, it, there's got to be some non-compete there, but I don't know how much of a bridge there actually is for him to go back to WWE. Right. I mean, he was very, very outspoken about his dislike of the guy that's running creative. Right. And, you know, he was not nearly as vocal about how his relationship was with Vince. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a lot of disdain towards Hunter for sure. Mm. Um, so it, I don't know, maybe, maybe they need to, you know, make sure that the non competes there so that he doesn't go to impact. What do you think about that impact? Interesting. I, I, hey, he's been everywhere else. He's yeah, been but, everywhere else, but yeah, again, no, but he's yeah. not been to impact wrestling. Yeah. But if he's going to do that, then it's definitely not about the money. Right. Well, and I think with realistically, him, I think realistically, he's always been very smart with his money. Um, there have been numerous articles yeah. and, and yeah. things like that that have come he's out. Not broke, but he knows his wealth. And, I don't know, and I'm not sure if he's willing. Although, I do think that if he really loved the industry the way he claimed that he loves it, 
why did he stay out so long when he still could have been a part of Impact or a part of ROH? I, I also question that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it all remains to be seen. I think that this entire situation will uh, will definitely gain some clarity uh, in the entire CM Punk AEW um, dealings. Um, I don't know if we'll find out maybe with full gear. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, throwing out that conspiracy, but uh, I mentioned, I mentioned something during wrestling talk. Who knows? Maybe you have him show up and you have him cost MJF the, uh, his, his title opportunity. Cause you know, MJF is going to be a white hot baby face in New Jersey at full gear. Why not have, uh, if everything's been smoothed out, why not have CM Punk show back up and uh, cost MJF the match? It'd be a pretty interesting dynamic, CM Punk versus MJF with the role reversal. I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. just uh, fantasy booking, but that's what, we, that's what we do here. <laughs> exactly. So this guy's tweet he had wrote was... Uh... Yeah, uh, on his yeah, the guy tweets says, "Imagine that you're CM Punk. You've had one of the most triumphant comebacks ever in the history of wrestling. You've been promoted as a star. You never got to be in WWE, and within a year, you completely ostracize yourself, becoming so toxic, toxic that you're not worth having around. And that's what Chris Jericho liked. <laughs> yep." Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's very interesting to see how things have have panned out. Um, realistically, I all jokes aside, all conspiracy theory aside, uh, I don't think that we're gonna see CM Punk back in an AEW ring. Um, I think that, for all intents and purposes, he's more than likely done in ring. Um, so that's legit. What I think is is going to be the outcome of all of this well i don't think um, he would go to wwe either because i don't think no. they want to risk having uh you know what may be a period of being a hothead of you know going off script and doing their own thing either they can't afford that they could never give him a live <laughs> mic right could you imagine <laughs> shit could you imagine what he would say about the tribal chief oh my lord the uh -huh. type of things. Hey. oh Back in the day, back in the day, he his comments went viral saying that, uh, you know, they had to make Roman look strong. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, wow. man? Oh, well, I guess we will see. All right. Let's move over into our count two. two. And this is from Fightful.com. And this is titled New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takami Obari comments on Carl Anderson being double booked by uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and WWE. And let me quickly uh, switch this over. All right, there you go. All right. This is how this reads. New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takami Obari accepts wrestlers to honor commitments and he went on his social media to say, quote, we are all we are doing all we can to ensure every sign match in Osaka on November 5th happens as promised. We expect all wrestlers, especially champions, to honor their advertised commitments, end quote. 
Obari's comments are in light of Carl Anderson being double booked for November 5th. He is scheduled to defend his never open way title against Hikaleo at New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle Autumn the same day he's scheduled to team with AJ Styles and Luke Gallows against the Judgment Day, which is Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. In October 4th, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that Carl Anderson would be defending his never weight uh, championship against Hikaleo on November 5th. Uh, let's see. On October 10th, Anderson and Luke Gallows we had to return to WWE, making a surprise appearance on WWE Raw as backup for AJ Styles. And then following the event, New Japan Raw Wrestling still advertised Anderson's bout against Hikaleo. Now, on October 17th, the OC versus the Judgment Day was made official for the WWE Crown Jewel, which also takes place on November 5th. And then Anderson and Gallows released a video saying they would not be appearing at New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle Autumn. New Japan Pro Wrestling said the match was still scheduled. And then Fightful, of course, let us know as they know more. Well, isn't that something? Uh, I guess it's not necessarily much of a story if they say they ain't showing up. <laughs> it, I, I think that there's more to it than just the surface level. So, yeah, the, uh, the thing no, that... If the I, thing that stands yeah. out to me, man, is like, yeah, you you have a booking, you are a champion for a promotion, and this promotion, quite frankly, gave you the uh, the platform yeah. to make WWE notice you in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's what New Japan did. Um, New Japan allowed Carl Anderson the platform to... Um, to gain exposure and to break through in the wrestling business. Um, now you can say what you will, but there's enough blame to be shared by everybody as somebody that I, uh, that I idolize loves to say there is enough blame to be shared by all. <laughs> um, yeah. Long story short, new Japan pro wrestling put the never open weight championship on Carl Anderson while they did not have a written contract in place. Mm. So he was there on a handshake agreement. Ah, okay. So realistically, they yeah. gave him a championship. He was uh, not contractually obligated to New Japan when they gave him the championship. Yeah. And well, that's, that's, that's a bit of an issue in itself. Um, also, though, you have to figure, WWE... They were in talks for quite some time about working with New Japan. And now that there's a new regime working with other promotions, yeah. Um, it's always been known WWE does not, they're they're like the, the big kid in the sandbox, they don't like to play well with others, <laughs> and that's you know, evidently the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, even with the new regime in there, it looks like as if they're still, uh, you know, going to take it, going to take another territory's wrestlers and, you know, schedule them a match on a date when they know that they have a match to drop the championship and put over somebody else in new Japan. Um, which that was the plan is Carl Anderson was supposed to put over Hikaleo. Right. And uh, and he was going to have the, the never open weight championship. Carl Anderson would, you know, right off into the sunset. And that's not going to happen. 
Um, and it, it really, it really kind of sucks because Carl Anderson was the founder of bullet club. Carl well, Anderson yeah. founded bullet club. And now it's almost like as if between WWE and Carl and Luke, I, I don't know if they're, if that bridge is being burned. Um, Ben Balor said he created Bullet Club. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everybody want to take the. Uh, take of course. The I mean, it, 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 it's it's one of the one of the better stables in the last yeah. 25, 30 years in professional wrestling. Yeah. And yeah, it, it good on whoever wants to take ownership of it. I um, you know what I don't see why if now I grant it um, a handshake is not the same as having a signature on some paper. Um, on the other hand, I would assume Carl would have wanted to do the right thing. And I wish there, and not, not to say maybe he did, and, and you know, uh, Triple H was like, no, he can't yeah, do that. But, exactly. But it would have been, I'm hoping at least he threw out there before they came back that I'm supposed to do this one last event, you know, is there any way, even if I have to wait till after this, because technically, if you did it after uh, Crown Jewel, you're kind of starting like a new kind of maybe a new storyline going into uh, Survivor Series. Right. So they could have came out then, if anything. Um, so maybe that could have been a possibility and they could have still did. Um, but I don't know how much he really uh, pushed for that, you know, yeah. Um, because it would have been great if he was just allowed to complete that. I know he would not want to if they if it came to the option of well you either you know the option is you either complete that or you can't work here. Then I'm going to just say I'm not going to complete that. But that just it does suck. It puts it, yeah. it puts everybody in a situation that you don't want to be in. And and let's say. <laughs> The good brothers has come and gone, come and gone, come and gone. You know, yeah. almost in every promotion. They've made their rounds, bro. <laughs> They've been everywhere. And, and so, that's the thing is, you know, these guys are great. They say what you will about how yeah. they are in the ring or whatever. I've heard, you know, there are some people that just can't stand their work in the ring. Um, I've shit, man. I, I saw I saw Carl Anderson work in front of 20 people in a freaking civic uh or a county fairgrounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's from Cincinnati. And uh, oh, I saw okay. him, I saw him work literally, I'd say maybe 15 people in the, yeah. in the little expo center. Uh, and yeah, so I've seen his career from the very beginning and I've got a, the utmost respect for him. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things that of course we don't know all the facts, and it is what it is, but we just have to look at what is public knowledge and work from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully they work that out, man. <laughs> For sure. I didn't even know that was happening. All right. Let's move over into our third count. Three. And this one is uh, titled Bray Wyatt criticized for not being able to get heat. That's from ringsidenews.com. And now let me just read that right quick. It says that uh, that Bray Wyatt is most certainly one of the most creative wrestlers in all the WWE, regardless of him being in the company or not. However, he was never used properly at all. 
The Fiend was arguably his most creative character and truly showed just how imaginative Bray Wyatt would be. Unfortunately, his gimmick was never booked well in WWE until his release last year. Now, Bray Wyatt made his return during Extreme Room's premium live event and completely shocked everyone in attendance. Speaking on uh, uh, story time with Dutch Mantel, uh, I guess Mantel criticized Wyatt for not being able to get any real heat. And this is what he was quote saying. I'm still not the biggest fan of Bray, but it's not up to me to set the market value. It's up to his fans. And what I'm saying, if you like Bray Wyatt, more power to you. But I don't think other than his merchandise sales, which is astronomical, I heard, I don't think he's added that much to to the live gates or the pay-per-view base uh, because he would just go in the ring and just beat guys up. Where's the heat in that? There's no heat. I mean, he didn't. I mean, he didn't, but he just beat guys. So how are you going to boo a guy that basically just beat another guy straight up? What are you mad about? Nothing. He just beat him. So that was the only problem I saw in him. Now, Wyatt, uh, and that was in quote. And it says, Wyatt cut a very emotional candid promo on Friday Night uh, SmackDown last week, which uh, many fans appreciated. He then cut a, a cryptic one this week. And so we'll, you know, we'll have to see what WWE will book him in the future. Um, so, yes, that's that. Sin City, uh, Mantel is probably just another one of those guys like us that just uh, have a podcast and just letting his, uh, his opinion be heard. But uh, do you think he's got something on here on what he's on his idea of uh, Bray really not bringing any heat? So the thing is that that gets me is, you know, Dutch Mantel is uh, I I view what he says on his podcast very similarly to Jim Cornette. Um, both guys made a name for themselves in the business. Um, yeah, and, and I, think I heard Jim Cornette don't like Bray either. I think I heard that, but I'm not sure. I'm not. The yeah. It, so the, the, the unfortunate thing is um, I don't believe that Cornette's the biggest fan of Bray Wyatt either. OK, uh-huh. Um. Now, obviously, Dutch Mantel, former WCW wrestler, uh, he booked in WCW for a bit and then was Zeb Coulter in WWE. Um, So, I mean, the guy's been around, but at the end of the day, you know, I I will take what he says with, you know, I don't want to say a grain of salt, but this guy and Cornette and a lot of the guys that are criticizing, um, certain characters that are taking the spotlight in today's today's wrestling landscape. We do need to pay attention to what they say. Um, and their opinions are definitely valid. However, Mm -hmm. um, the landscape of professional wrestling has changed. The business has evolved and I'm not saying that the, that their opinions don't matter because they definitely do matter. Um, and they, we need to be mindful of things that, people like Dutch and people like Cornette have to say, but at the end of the day, we also have to look at merchandise sales, which Dutch even mentioned, right? Uh, Look at the merchandise sales, look at the revenues of, you know, the various things, look at the social media trending. Um, Does, you know, does the Bray Wyatt promotional or does the Bray Wyatt promo um, vignettes and actual promos, um, do they generate, a ton of buzz. Yes. Uh, are they some of the most uh, rapidly viewed 
videos on WWE's YouTube channel. Yes. Um, so I, I think that we're, we may be seeing a disconnect between, um, you know, the, some folks in the business that have certainly put in their time and a large chunk of today's audience. Um, I, I, I know that the Bray Wyatt promos have gotten millions of views in virtually no time at all being up on the, the YouTube channels. Um, and I remember Bray Wyatt showing up. It was the hottest shit in all of wrestling. His return overshadowed absolutely everything else at Extreme Rules. Right. You know, it, it's... It, you kind of have to walk that that fine line. You know, the one thing as I'm, I'm kind of rereading what the writer wrote and then reading what he quoted from from uh, Mantel, and I'm just a little... Uh, so the first thing the writer wrote was... The Fiend was arguably his most creative character and truly showed just how imaginative Bray Wyatt would be. Unfortunately, his gimmick was never booked well in, in, in WWE until the release of last year. I'm confused. How is that possible? Because when Bray came out, that I mean, I'm sorry, Bray, when The Fiend was created, mm-hmm. dude, that was like the greatest thing that was booked from, from its existence until it, it ended. Now, there were some things that had kind of changed within the time. I get. uh, I get. But at what point, you know, and again, going through kind of Bray's mind, and then, of course, when he's allowed to get through with WWE creative, um, sometimes you have to kind of make a little bit of changes or people might get a little bored with it. Um. But I don't think just going back to his his line that uh, that his gimmick was never booked well until the release of last year. I I don't I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with that. And then I don't agree with Mantel saying that. I don't think he added uh, that much to Live Gates or the pay per view base. I, I I mean, listen. I know now that. Okay, let's put it this way. There's been a lot of shows selling out, including SmackDowns, even without Roman Reigns. Yep. Who do you then say, and I'm not saying Bray, but who then do you give the credit then? Are you going to say Sheamus is <laughs> causing the, the money at the live gates? Um, mm. I think, if anything, having Bray back actually will help make people want to even be more at the shows. I know I, I want to When I went to see Bray at um, the last big show before COVID, that was the... Uh, SummerSlam in Toronto. Dude, that was the biggest thing. Uh his intro to that was just amazing. Uh I, I've never seen an audience so engaged in his entrance. And uh and it was it was a powerful, it was a powerful statement. I don't know. I think, yeah, if if his sales are showing one thing, I would think that the gate and pay-per-view buys would would say the same. I disagree with that too. Those are just my opinions on both of that. We'll have to wait and see where that goes. Yeah, <laughs> you most know? definitely. I'm def. I'm. Mean, I am interested to see where his uh, storyline is going to go uh, from here. So, oh yeah. All right. Guess it's time to ring that bell. Yep. Hold on. I'm tapping. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We truly appreciate it. Got through another uh, three count. Like I say, hopefully the boys will be back next week, and um, I hope I'd be 100%. But I do appreciate appreciate everyone who was uh, in our live chat and 
also thank you for everyone who downloads the podcast. We've been at this for a while, and we just thank you for just coming to our little uh, campfire, if you want to say, and we just sit and talk wrestling, you know? <laughs> That's oh, yeah. why we do it. So we definitely appreciate you all. Uh, Sin City Steve, man, what do you want to tell the folks out there? Definitely. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. Uh, we do this for each and every one of you. So thank you. Um, also, very special shout out and thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands, foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And uh, last but not least, repsports.com, reppsports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Awesome. Appreciate that. All right. Until then, folks, we will see you next week. We'll do it all over again. I guess next week could be the uh, pay-per-view, so we'll have to let the other guys talk about it <laughs> and that's when oh, we yeah. get to sit out, we get to sit out uh, on that part uh sin city when they talk about the uh crowd jewel well of course we can read up on everything about it no, of course so uh but until then folks thanks for hanging out and happy wrestling to you biggest bad boys of podcasting <laughs>